Peter is without a doubt one of my all-time favorite Bible characters, Old or New Testament. His eagerness, his boldness, his anger and his shame all seem to come alive on the page for me and every time I study one of his many stories I learn something about both God and myself. Peter is mentioned a total of 178 times in the New Testament, of which 109 instances are found in the Gospels. He's the most prominent figure of the early church next to Paul, and each of them play a critical role in the development of both congregations across a growing swath of the world, and of correcting the saints when a number of issues began to arise. His character changed through Christ from a burly, rough, crass fisherman to a fiercely submitted, passionate leader. An unlearned man, he quite likely didn't have an in-depth knowledge of the Scriptures although it's clear he had at least some understanding since all Jews from a young age were brought up knowing at least the Torah and its commandments. Some people might argue that Peter's greatest achievement while he was a disciple was being named as the rock upon which Jesus' church would be built, but I think his most defining moment was the one he would view with the most shame. I'm talking about not just his betrayal, but his decision to come back to Christ as well when he called out to Peter on the waters. It's one of the most intimate sections of the New Testament a difficult, yet gentle, conversation between God Almighty and Peter, a fallen servant. The fullest account of the whole story begins in John 22, and ends in John 21. Dawn comes on the fourth day after Jesus' crucifixion and finds both Marys outside of the tomb. They see that it is rolled away and immediately tell the disciples that his body is gone and Peter and John both go running towards where Jesus had been laid. John beats him to the entrance and hesitates, but Peter rushes in. Peter sees the body of his Savior gone, and he goes away, wondering and hoping about what it all could mean. Peter was with several of the disciples over a week later by the sea, and the Bible records that Peter said he would go fishing, and that the disciples offered to go with him. Then, after a night of fruitless searching, Jesus appears and gives them a great many fish. Peter, hearing John say that it was Jesus on the shore, immediately puts his clothes on and swims towards where he waited. They ate and drank and after, Jesus asked Peter those three times if he loved him. And as adamantly as Peter had denied knowing him just the week before, he adamantly defended his love for Jesus now. Stubborn, quick-acting, swift to speak Peter, the man that eagerly raced to the empty tomb and eagerly threw himself into the sea, was now eagerly insisting that this time he wouldn't walk away. And Jesus believed him. Do you realize that Peter was the only disciple Jesus ever called to follow him twice? Can I encourage you? Sometimes we as disciples need a reminder that our mistakes don't have to define us or alter our destiny. Lisa Bever once said, If you think that you've blown God's plan for your life, rest in this my beautiful friend. You are not that powerful. I think my favorite part about his story though is the change in his attitude, almost from this one moment with Jesus forward. John 21 18 records what Jesus said to him as they neared the end of their conversation. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted, but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. I know Jesus was technically speaking of the manner in which Peter would die but, I struggle to not find a deeper meaning to it. You see, Peter and the other disciples fairly soon after this, received the Holy Ghost. I cannot help but think of the situations that they would soon face public ridicule, threats, beatings, and imprisonments. I think of all the things that Peter, in his flesh, might have run from. But the Holy Spirit dresses all of us in strength and boldness for the purpose of leading us into awkward, uneasy circumstances for the glory of God. From an unruly, stubborn fisherman to a fiercely submitted man of the Most High. Yes, Peter messed up. He messed up more than probably all of the other disciples combined. But he learned from every mistake and ran back to Jesus and His grace every time he was confronted with the truth of his misdeeds and misspeakings. I know that they were Paul's words, 
but I can't help but think of Peter when he says in Romans 5:20 about how where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Peter lived a long, full life after Jesus' earthly ministry ended. He wasn't perfect, but he was submitted and strived to live a life that was pleasing to God even in his physical absence. His life is a great example of giving your all to Jesus and watching what he does with it. Sometimes unlearned men make some of the greatest leaders, and we as children of God have all the pedigree we need in his name.